What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Oliver, and today I have a very special episode planned because I'm welcoming my friends, Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow, to the show. Welcome. Hi, Mitch. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks for inviting us to The Terror Table. It's a beautiful table you have here. You've said it so lovely. Mm -hmm. Look at all the ankles. (laughs) Man, your guys' recording room is just amazing. Like, yeah, so we're going to get into all of that. Like, I want to just like let our listeners know who you guys are and what you, the kind of stuff you create, but you guys are just, you're constantly creating content. (laughs) We're trying. uh, No, and it's an amazing thing. And you guys are the perfect personalities to do it. Uh, But like, yeah, your recording room and we're going to, of course, talk about Dennis's new YouTube channel and, uh, all the cool stuff that you guys got going on, but I'm so jealous of your setup. You guys, <laughs> Dennis yesterday. did all of this. Um, oh you, you two can achieve this yeah. for, uh, with, with just some uh, Amazon and a dream. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, oh God, there's so many things to talk about, but uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, I even, I shared a reel that Dennis had posted on Instagram and it was your writing room and you have it just all twin peaks out. And I was yep. like, oh my God, that is that if there's a heaven, that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> yep. And I got to add my dream computer, which was yes. a vintage Macintosh uh, SE, which is one of the tiny little Macintoshes from like 1988, which is, which is period perfect for Twin Peaks, you know, 88, yeah. 89, 90. They would probably have had that in the station. Um, so, and I got it like, I got it, uh, uh, tricked out. So now it's future proofed and it works and I have like a dot matrix printer and that's what I use all, I type out all my YouTube scripts on. Um, so it's just a glorified word processor, but I love it. It's, it's so great. And this is our first time living together. We just moved in together into this house. And, uh, I didn't fully understand that Dennis like art decorates his life. (laughs) And so I'm reaping the benefits of this beautiful streaming room where he had a vision and it's all like, you know, this is an audio medium. So just picture like Blade Runner. And that's what our background looks like. It's all just like neon tubes and lights. And and I'm very grateful. I call it Japanese neon cult. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's a Japanese neon cult. It's like Akira meets like um, Blade Runner meets some sort of weird like 80s cult movie that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though, is you, you're both, you're both creative types. We, we Mm. of course got to know each other through playing our, both of our short films played Portland horror festival. Yes. And, uh, I felt like, you know, there's a couple people on that panel that we just kind of connected with and you guys, like we instantly started talking and, uh, of course I love your film doors, which I, it's so it's a short film that's currently doing the festival circuit. I believe you guys are playing ethereal next. Is that where you're playing? next? Yeah, that's right. And we got peephole in Mexico, which is really a really great <laughs> genre. Awesome. We got these like really it was funny because Lonely Hearts did really well, like Lonely the, the one previous to this, we got into like Nashville Film Festival and like all these like sort of um, mainstream yeah. festivals. And then we got into a few genre festivals. But yeah. Doors got into like the real underground weirdo things and i couldn't be more proud yeah yeah like i'm like this is so great we're good we got rejected from all the major ones but like the weirdos <laughs> love us and i was like yeah that's fine with me like i'm good with that yeah you know? <laughs> totally and that's just that's just how it goes with the festival circuit too yeah. i was like you know yeah. doing the same thing right now and it's amazing yeah. there's like ones that are giving us a shot where i'm like whoa i didn't think that they would ever consider mm-hmm. us and then yeah. like the the small like it's just it's such a crapshoot you never know you but never uh, know um and by the way bravo on the druid's hand i've yeah. seen it and i love it it's so good for a first film uh it, for a first short film it is so good and you can tell that you're the real deal and you understand the history of horror just from watching 
the the film itself. It's so wonderful. And congrats on like what you're going to Scream Fest, right? Yeah, it was just yeah, insane. At the yeah. at the at the Grauman's Chinese Theater, like yeah. dude. You're leaving tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like less than less than 32 hours. I think 32 hours. Who's counting? Though? No know. one's counting. It's just a blind panic at this point. Exactly. No, so we're grateful. We're grateful to be with you today. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And like I, it's funny because I was gonna say the exact same thing about watching doors and I saw Lonely Hearts for the first time today, which you can watch on YouTube. It's it's available yes. for anyone. And it's a 16 minute short film. And oh my God, it is so good. It is <laughs> so you. good. It's so, so good. And I'm not just saying that because you guys are my friends and you're here, but it's like, <laughs> it's, it's the same. Like you can tell that you both have such an understanding of genre. And uh, like, I'm, I'm excited to just dig into all the different facets of like the world that you guys, that inspired you. Cause like, I can see some Giallo in there, mm-hmm. um, specifically indoors too. Cause I know Dennis, you shot that one yourself. Like it's so, yeah. the camera's so energetic. And yeah. it, oh, that's such guys... a good way to put it. That was yeah. That's so nice. I wish yeah, I, I wish I knew to say things yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. I shot Lonely Hearts too, yeah. so I shoot all my yeah. films, you know, and the cinematographer for all my work. There's I I uh, I always said that there's only a few people that can do it, but I put myself in that to save money, and also mm-hmm. I'm like, I am just so specific about what I want. I'm like, I like the way I like the way. I like to shoot things a specific way and I shoot very high contrast. So like I'm going in knowing I'm going to be blasting out the contrast later to make it have more of a film feel um, and, and really make rich. So there's a specific way I shoot it that I'm like, if I tried to explain this to someone who went to film school and studied cinematography, they wouldn't understand what I'm doing. And they try to like argue it down and they'd be like no 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 trust me you know so it's like to save time i'm just like i'm just gonna fucking shoot it yeah. myself <laughs> and with doors it was covid so we only had each other like we were yeah. each other's pod and so we just shot doors um which is for those listening you know don't know what it is it's a four minute film about this woman who hears a lot of knocking and her apartment has a bunch of doors and um we just, we were in the the midst of lockdown and everyone, you know, makes their COVID movie. And so we're like, well, we have this apartment. It's got a lot of doors. We have each other. Let's make a movie. Yeah. And door like, city we, over here. Yeah. yeah was, exactly. And we yeah. didn't, it's the thing that I love about it is that was my apartment and we didn't use all the doors. Like there, yeah. there were more doors than we showed on camera, but it's just, just a really strange railroad apartment with tons of doors. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a movie. Yeah, and as corny as it sounds, I know it's going to come off cheesy, but it's just so heartwarming to see that you guys <laughs> found each other because you guys are kind of yeah. perfect. You guys are perfect yeah. for, especially like just seeing your creative side and how you guys meld together. And like uh, Bethany, like especially in Lonely Hearts, you get to really see your acting chops and like you're mm. you're so charming and and fun in that film. And like it Thank it takes you. such a turn and it's it's something that I know our listener base would be a big fan of. Uh, oh thank you so much yeah no it's great it's great so congratulations to both of you and uh i'm just honored to have gotten to know you guys and uh thank you mitch we're (laughs) so thrilled i realized this i realized today i still hadn't followed you on instagram i was like what is wrong with me (laughs) i was so upset at myself it was like one of those really embarrassing when you've known someone for a while and you realize you don't follow i know i know i did it with someone that i've known for 20 years Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't fucking follow you. Oh, so this shit. is my official apology. Oh, but you've I also you've totally also fine. you've also said you're you're not very good at Instagram. I'm awful at Instagram. Yeah. I'm and I'm not trying it. to call you out here. No, but it's, it should be known that I'm awful. <laughs> I can do I can act, but I'm terrible at Instagram. Well, you've got quite the following, which is pretty damn impressive for someone who's not not into 
I'm, Those are my, not good at Instagram. My previous uh, life as a radio personality was very good to me in terms of social media following. Um, oh, but... that checks out so much. So I, did, I <laughs> yeah. didn't know that about you, that you were, you, so yes. you were a radio personality. And like you had mentioned that you do podcasting and everything like yeah. that. Like, let's, uh, let's touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So um, I worked in radio for 10 years. Um, I did radio in Minneapolis at a show called Dave Ryan in the morning show. Um, and I had just gotten into radio because I had a theater background and an improv background, but uh, I had a, a repetitive work stress injury that I got from working at Starbucks. So like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't like stand for a few months. And so that meant I couldn't get like a regular um, service industry job, which meant I couldn't audition because I couldn't have flexible hours. So I ended up working at a bank and then I realized I needed to do something more creative with my life. So my local radio station had posted, a, they were hiring for a co-host. So I just like went for it and ended up getting it. Um, and that for four years and then moved to New York and did radio in New York city for four and a half years. Um, at a show called Elvis Duran in the morning show on Z100 locally in New York, but we were syndicated. Um, and so because of that, I was able to get sort of this following on social media, um, which was super, super nice. And a lot of them stayed with me when I decided to, you know, end my radio career and kind of move back into more of a, an official performance type career. Um, and that's when Dennis and I met was after I left radio. And that was one of the things that attracted me to Dennis was that he didn't know or care about my previous job. He just <laughs> knew me as like Bethany, this actress. And, yeah. um, I was very, I was, it was nice to meet somebody who was just like, oh, you act. That's great. And it wasn't let's talk like, about acting. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's talk about acting. Um, <laughs> I was doing a podcast at the time that doesn't exist anymore called the Carrie Allen picture show where I was like focused on filmmakers and indie filmmakers. And I was trying to be like the Mark Marin of filmmakers where I would like invite filmmakers over that no one really knew and like talk to them and talk to them. It didn't really work out. It was like, it wasn't catching on, but the best thing was I met her from it <laughs> yeah. and we started dating shortly afterwards. Yeah. And we were like, great, let's make, and then I, I came up with this idea for, I was telling you about all these ideas for movies I had. And then I came up with Lonely Hearts one day and yeah. you were like, let's do that one. Yeah. And before this, like before Lonely Hearts, it's funny because both of us were sort of in, we would do, we, we, you know, we would do dramas, comedies, whatever. Now I have gone full blown horror. I, th I feel like once you dip your toe into it, it's hard to come out of it. And I didn't realize how much you know, horror was in my DNA, which is a lot of my YouTube series is about is was that when I was younger, that's all I watched. Yeah. That's yeah. all that was on. You know what I mean? Um, especially like the gate, our great neighbors from the North produced <laughs> yes, the gate. Absolutely. And like that, that's one of the most, that was a formidable movie for me, you yeah. know? And so I didn't realize it until I did Lonely Hearts. I was like, wait a minute, watch, what am I doing? I just got to yeah. do horror. And even you your know? earlier, even your earlier films, Dennis, all had like an aspect of horror to them. Not Well, the, the weekend, no, the weekend was dark. It was dark. There's some yeah. darkness there. The weekend's very dark. Yeah. Death and disco fries involves the afterlife. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, so it's it's like, uh, yeah. Guy dies. And then, yeah. yeah. And then he's got one last, you know, regret yeah. to, to solve, to get, so you know, there's, solve it's always been there. It was um, always there. Yeah. Yeah. It was always there. Yeah. But then after Lonely Hearts I was like, fuck this. This is so, because <laughs> yeah. it was so much fun. It's so frank. Can we curse on the podcast? Absolutely. Great. <laughs> so like, I was like, fuck this. And I just like went full blood. Mitch, I think, you know, you know what that's like. I mean, you were a, a horror guy before making the Druid's hand. And I think that when you are in that world, you realize how freeing it is and what you can do within it and how much you can do within it. And I do feel it's one of the last genres 
that people go out to the movies to see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. Uh, and you don't have to have a superhero in it. It doesn't have to be part of a multiverse. You can just put out a horror movie and it'll make money and people will go yeah. into theaters and be like, I love this communally, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you get um, so creative so, with it. There's so many yeah. options within the genre. Like there's like really no, there's no boundary of what you can mm -hmm. and can't do in it. And, yep. uh, and the amount that you're able to do on like, you know, people in our position trying to make stuff on a very shoestring budget or with yeah. no budget and like seeing how, uh, you know, obviously doors, you, you had mentioned that that came out of the pandemic and like yep. you guys just made a film in your small apartment and you did that yeah. in Lonely Hearts as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's awesome just seeing what kind of stuff you can come up with, with limited resources. That's what makes really cool, interesting stories. Yeah. I wish, I wish I could remember who said this. I heard it on a podcast. I think it was the ruined podcast, um, but they were talking about horror versus other genres. And one of the wonderful things about horror is that you can have a micro budget and make something that audiences are willing to see. And that can do super well. Mm -hmm. You don't see a lot of low budget rom-coms like mm -hmm. blow up. You don't see a lot of low budget action movies blow up and do really well, but you do see a lot of low budget horror movies blow up yep. and do really well. Absolutely. And there's something about, I think the genre is forgiving in a way mm -hmm. you can be grittier um, because horror is gritty, but mm -hmm. also I think the audiences are so enthusiastic in a way that other genre audiences aren't. That was another reason too. And to, to, to bring it back to the audiences, that's why I do it. When we went out and we actually like got to see Lonely Hearts with a, with a crowd of people. And I saw how the horror community reacted. I said, this is the audience I want to give my work to. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I, I trying to please anyone else is like kind of really tough. And they were enthusiastic. They wanted to know what we were doing next. They were like, what else are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you up to? They wanted to talk to us. They were interested. I was like, oh my God, you try to get a drama crowd like yeah. this. You know, they were raising hands. They were asking questions. I was like, this is wonderful. Not to knock other crowds, but I feel like genre crowds are more passionate. They're more interested in like the filmmakers. Very, much more yes. engaged. Yeah. Totally. And lovely people. So great. <laughs> Just the loveliest so horror, many horror of people them. are the loveliest people. So many of them are depressed or on meds. And it's like, <laughs> I see you like so many, but horror also people. very want, like, so kind, like yeah. kind people. And I was like, wow, this is, this is where we want to yeah. be. Like, yeah. just like the best shoes, like the coolest <laughs> clothes and just lovely. Like I've known for years, we're, we, we're not Dennis and I are planning on having children, but like, I've always thought if you are a parent, you know, you have the talk with your kid. Like if you ever get lost, find so-and-so, you know, find like a helper, find a store employee. I would say like, find the goth, find like the horror person. Cause they're probably the sweetest and most sensitive yeah. and we'll make sure that you're okay. Yep. Yeah, no, totally agree. It's, it's a great world to live in. And that's, you know, um, it, like you guys are content creators, just like what we're doing here with this podcast, like how, I started this podcast six years ago with my friend Boozy and um, Boozy and Diego. And I started doing it because I was living in the, the prairies and it was a place where there was not really a creative outlet for me. I was plumbing at the time and my soul was just crushed and yeah. I needed an outlet. And then it's like you guys, like you, you start meeting people, other creatives, and you all just kind of attract each other and you yep. build such a you know supportive community. And uh, it's a great place to be and you have to put, but the, the hardest part is putting yourself out there and knowing that like get, people can be as critical and as mean and vicious about what you're doing when you're putting yourself out there out of your comfort yeah. zone. 
but it's super rewarding when you when you realize that you know there's a lot more supportive people out there than not and that's something you guys are doing right now so i want to talk a little bit about all the content that you guys are creating sure um, you guys are always <laughs> creating you guys work so hard monetizing our relationship (laughs) we we, do we work six days a week yep yeah we work we literally work six days a week now um we decided to take yesterday off which was our first day off which which i which i was like i gotta bring my camera i I can't (laughs) so so really we didn't take a day off you know but yeah we're trying really hard to you know to to live in not to like bring it down but i guess that's always what i do like live in a world where you know everyone no one knows where money is going to come from like things are just tough and hard and we just kind of decided let's just kind of um condense our life like let's move out of the city let's kind of create a a bunker situation in a house where we can just have a place where we just create everything Mm -hmm. and not um, not rely on anyone we were like we we don't want to rely on anyone we didn't want to rely on other people's time and money So we were like, you know, how can we do this with ourselves and what can we start with first? So we kind of came up with a plan. We were, I was like, well, I want to work on a YouTube series about, you know, I like making, I love the new YouTube series is like my love. Like it is so much fun to make and dig into old films that I love. And some people haven't heard of. And um, yeah, that was one plan is let's work on, I'm going to work on my YouTube series. We were going to work on more short films, more content for our Patreon, which includes like, you know, short films as well. Uh, we're, we're working on a feature right now, but we really did want to be independent creators. Mm-hmm. And part of that was getting out of the city to a place where we can more afford. Yeah. And that was peaceful. Like we wanted to go to somewhere that was like peaceful and yeah, nice had space and space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, that's been the biggest joy um, has been moving out of the city, being able to breathe a little bit and kind of look around and really decide what do we want to focus our time on? Um, because we don't know what the future holds, but we want to make sure that whatever we do, we can stand behind and be really proud of and say, okay, look, even if this never hits, like we can look back at it and say, God, but the quality is really good. Right. Our, our focus is always the quality has to be stand up to whatever's being put out right now. And hopefully it hits and we would love it to hit. And if someone has money, we would love to help you spend it. (laughs) But like, we also mostly want (laughs) want to be really proud of what we do. Yeah. 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 So like, cause you guys do Twitch streams and everything like that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, uh, when, when does this usually happen? How do you guys go about like planning? Cause I know you guys do a lot of like, uh, Whenever I see like on Instagram, it's like playing Breath of the Wild tonight. Like, uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about that. So Twitch was Twitch came out of a period of mourning for both of us. Yes, uh, we had lost uh, one of our cats, one of uh, our beloved, one sweet, of our beloved sweet yeah. cats. Uh, he passed away suddenly. I was like out of nowhere, and Bethany said, "I am scooping up Minerva, the surviving cat. Yeah, I'm gonna come over to your house. This is when we live separately. I'm gonna come over to your house because I can't be alone right now." Yeah. I said, "Okay, fine." And one of the things that she did while she was there to take her mind off of things was she plugged in my old Sega Genesis and was just playing uh, Baby's, Baby's Day, Day Out. Out. Mitch, have you ever played Baby's Day Out? <laughs> oh, yeah. That game is insane and bad. Yeah. Gentle listener, if you've never played Baby's Day Out, this is a bad game. This is a game that was sort of half given up on where you have to, you play an angel <laughs> that floats around and you're just a smiley face with wings and the mechanics don't super work very well. And your job yeah. is to keep this baby 
who's crawling around alive for alive <laughs> from getting scooped up by uh hitmen. Well, it's based on a film. I think they made the film based on the game. Didn't oh, I they? didn't know that. Anyway, it's but a yeah, bad like, game. So, and as as I'm I'm sitting there in the other room, I'm listening to her just comment on and I'm the just film. Like, damn you, baby! Like, yeah, she's like, baby, out, baby, baby, come on, baby, baby, get over baby. here, baby. So I said to her, I'm, I'm I go, holy shit! And I had a I had a Twitch <laughs> account. I never used it. I just had it for like I was like I want to get my name on every platform so no one takes it. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I have this Twitch account. I was like, honey, let's just start streaming. You know, let's just start streaming. And we did it. And our first one, we had like. It was weird. Like, you know, it, it didn't seem a lot, a lot like a lot at the time, but we had like 16 or 20 yeah. people watching. We were like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Bad. And we just kept doing it. And I was like, let's play like more horror games. Let's. And then we started figuring out like the vibe. So we were like, well, we're kind of idiots. So we're two idiots. Yeah. So it's two idiots play on Thursdays, yeah. uh, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. EST. Yep. And then I stream on Tuesdays uh, solo from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. EST. And um, I'm usually streaming like I'm doing Alien Isolation right now. Yeah. I'm going to do Ghostbusters after that, which is great. Oh. And then we're, we're streaming a uh, little nightmares right now, which is fantastic. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, you guys, are, you guys have the personalities to do it. Like that's <laughs> like, there's so many people out there. Like even when Twitch just came out, it's like, wait a minute. Like people are watching people play video games, Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. you think like, it sounds so ridiculous, but then you think about like some of the best nights you've ever had, or at least for myself is being in a room with your friends and playing yeah. a game or commenting yeah. on a movie, like watching it and, it's, totally. It makes total sense that that platform is hit so hard. And uh, yeah, you guys yep. are the perfect people to be doing it. So that's really cool that that's Thank working you. out. Thank you. We have, Thanks, we're, and neither of us, Dennis, you're better than I am. Neither of us are like great yeah, gamers. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm but we, <laughs> but we're enthusiastic yeah. and we, we say that we're your internet aunt and uncle. <laughs> and anytime a new viewer joins us, we tell them we're very proud of them yeah. because, you know, life is hard and we're proud of you for showing up. And our chat blows up with people saying how proud they are of the new person. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, we don't know awesome. what we're doing, but boy, we're excited to be here. Yeah. We yeah. had a friend, we had a friend say, we're going to, you know, I'll raid your channel on Twitch. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but we'll do it right back to you. <laughs> yeah. We're real happy. <laughs> and I was like, no, Bethany, no, we can't. We don't know how to do it yet. Sure, we'll figure it out. But, uh, but, we, we really, we have so much fun on Twitch. Yeah. It's also, it's building out a community. You know, a lot of, a lot of what I, what I started to realize too, was uh, if we're, if we're making films, we have to have a community behind us besides the ones that we're gaining from going to see the films mm -hmm. or, or happening upon the films. If you have a steady community or a strong community, they will go with you. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like, so when we are ready to release our feature, we could be like, Hey, community, go out and support no matter how many of you go just go out and support it uh, in any way you can yeah so bill we didn't realize how much how important it was to have an, uh, an online community that you're that's very positive and not um not filled with uh you know i hate to use the word toxic i think that word's used too much now yeah. to describe things and, and fans which is unfair but, but like, like yeah but like super like, judgy or entitled yeah. and right we want to keep it real positive yeah you know yeah well you know, we're hard know, people yeah. <laughs> and it's like it sounds hokey to some people to say this but for me it's it's positive manifestation and it's that yeah. putting that putting that type of good energy out there and it's it's just going to come right back to you it yeah depends what kind of like what kind of vibe you're trying to put out into the universe you're going to receive the same thing back so i think it's really important yeah. um that's awesome and before we just start like just talking all about horror movies i want to touch on dennis's new youtube channel yeah um, which you. i'm so happy to you sent me like a, a screener of it before you put it out but yeah the first episode is all about halloween 3 season of the witch one of yeah. my faves i'm a it's big so fan good. of that film as well 
And uh, there are so many, like I said, there are so many people out there putting out content and, you know, uh, even like what we're doing here, like, I'm like, well, everyone listen to my opinions on horror movies. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, there's so many people out there doing it, but there is something so fresh about what you're doing, Dennis. And I, I mean, Thank you. your, your first episode is awesome. And it's really insightful. <laughs> and even if you do know, think that you know everything about Halloween three, which, you know, there's a lot of like the horror community, people are just always trying to learn as much as they can about yeah. this kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But yeah. I still learned, I learned some things from your, from your uh, video and it was just the way it was presented. It's great. Let's talk about Oh, that. that's awesome, Mitch. First of all, to hear from a fellow horror person that they liked it and I'm getting, getting a lot of great feedback and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. You know, when I told Bethany, I said, oh, I'll probably get like 50 views and now it's up to like almost 300. Yeah, which and is like, great for like a first, first time on a first thing. Yeah, it's how it all starts. I mean, I yeah. know people are like, all right, well, it's not in the thousands, but you know, I just started. Um, I I I love it. I I love. I actually love making documentaries. Um, it's not what I want to do, you know, for the rest of my life, but I enjoy making short form content too. So I was like, what can I do that's sort of, you know, in the wheelhouse of horror? Because a lot of the stuff that I put out there is not like with 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 Bethany is sometimes not horror based, and we do have like a good community that is like not from the horror community. I was like, I really want to tap into the horror community and give something to them. And so my, no, my name could actually also be associated with horror as well. So I said, well, I would love to do something where I'm talking about the films that shaped me. So they're not critiques. They're not, I, I say it at the beginning, like I am not a critic. I am not a scholar. I'm not an expert. I am just someone who loves to talk about horror. And so I, what I wanted to do is talk about how these movies shaped me when I was younger and uh, maybe bring something new to the table. You know, maybe something you haven't heard before. And I realized that I'm someone who loves the B sides instead of the A side. So I like the yeah. movies that most people have never heard of. Like, and I think that that's, uh, but a lot of people have heard of Halloween three season of the witch. So I said, the first film I'm going to start with, I'll actually get people in with the most popular, yeah. you know, black sheep of a, of a, of a, of a, of a franchise ever of all time, because it has such a huge following now and people love it and realize it's so good. And it's one of my favorite films of all, like ever it's just so great it's such a special place in my heart and i think it's so underrated um and now like my next my next uh episode is going to be the haunting of julia which people yes. no one or full circle is also known as with mia farrow richard Longcrane directed it it's a fantastic film again uh, a canadian co-production so it was yeah. made by a canadian uh, producer as well as a, a british and it is just a haunting like Pre before I always say this before everyone thought a 24 invented trauma horror there was trauma horror and it yeah. existed and in the 70s there was a ton of it yeah. but if you, you know you have like don't look now you've let's got scared Jessica to death let's scare Jessica that's, to death which is one, one of the oh. best ones ever yeah. Oof. best ones ever yeah. and so like I'm trying to also with the YouTube channels create historical content for people that actually tells people of these films that they may not know of or yeah. they're like, oh, I, I, I've heard of this, but I don't have all the information on it. I want to preserve it. It's like how vintage tech guys go and like talk about old computers. That's how I want to talk yeah. about these movies and have a space on the internet where they are preserved yeah. uh, historically. No. And doing like The Haunting of Julia was such a huge thing for me because I couldn't find anything. And then yeah. I just kept looking and I finally found like this big chunk of an interview with Richard Longcray where he talks about the whole film. And I was like, 
that's why I love doing this. It's like a detective work, you know? Yeah. So yeah, no, totally. And like the thing the, one of the many things that sets you apart from the other people doing it out there and like, for people who like, you know, like to think that, you know, a lot about horror, you're like, well, what am I, what, what am I going to get out of watching this and watching this guy just talk about this? It's the production quality and that you're a film, you're a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. can see your editing chops and like, it's something you see in lonely hearts and indoors. And then like, the amount of work that you put into your YouTube channel is so admirable. And Thank you. be proud of those 300 views because that's not going to be like that for much longer. I truly do Thanks, believe that. Like, Thank you. Gotta you got to just keep, keep putting it out because like, man, you, you got something there. You guys oh, are wow. creating something cool. So Thank uh, you. hope everyone can check that out. Do you want to plug where exactly what the channel is called and everything? Yeah. Absolutely. I actually don't have a name for the series. Uh, I was thinking of calling it like Crimson Celluloid, uh, sure. but I, but it's it's just uh, youtube.com slash D Callow, C-A-H-L-O, D like Dennis, C-A-H-L-O. And you can find everything there. My short films, yeah. uh, Lonely Hearts there, Doors will premiere there. Yeah, um, for sure. And when we and put this on the show notes, and also if you, uh, if you want to go to the our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, there'll be links there as well. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, like let's, let's go back. So we already talked a little bit about uh, Halloween three, but like Bethany, can you tell us like, what was your first experience with the genre? And like, cause you're clearly a fan, such a fan. It's, it's interesting because I had a similar journey to Dennis um, where I realized later that I had always loved horror films, but then sort of got away from that kind of identity and sort of tried to fit in in different areas and working in radio, you have to be a little bit more palatable <laughs> to a large audience. So my spooky side kind of fell away. Um, but I realized that, you know, when I was in high school, I was a goth for a year and wore all black. I wore like this long You've been a goth since birth. Uh, well, yeah, Please. but like it really came out when I was like 17 <laughs> and I walked around with, you know, all black, a big crucifix hanging around my neck. Um, but my first like my first toe dip into horror was when my parents showed me the movie Clue, which is not a horror film. Oh, yeah. But when you are five or whatever I was, there's, you know, there it's a big, creepy Victorian mansion. Um, a woman gets a bullet through the head and you see the bullet hole, which is tame. There's no blood, but it's still for a little kid, pretty dramatic. Um, spooky music. There's a thunderclap. There's a, you know, a chandelier falls. And I just remember thinking, I, this makes me uncomfortable and I love it. And I couldn't figure out why I was okay being scared, but it was like the perfect movie to sort of take my tiny chubby little hand and like walk <laughs> me into the world of horror. And then all of these movies I was introduced to in my teen years, which were like the big teen horror films, which was like Blair Witch, Scream, um, yes. um, teaching Mrs. Tingle, the forgotten stepchild of the genre. Um, I loved the faculty, like all of those movies, which then taught me about, okay, these are making references to other movies you need to see. And then I started renting, you know, last house on the left and like all of these really the thing is like your favorite yeah. horror movie of all time. I love the thing. So I, so it really was something that I had from a very young age. And I think it's because my dad really liked comedy and my mom really likes um, mystery novels. She loves Agatha Christie. She introduced me to Miss Marple. And um, I was also raised on um, what's the show called Murder, She Wrote, right? So like 
it's this combination of my dad knowing these like darker comedic references and also being able to recommend like last house on the left and my mom loving the more cozy mystery side of things, which kind of formed who I, I am today. Yeah. I mean, if when we, whenever we talk about our relationship, like Bethany is the Victorian haunted mansion <laughs> and I am the Italian, uh, I am like the Italian globby blood gore guy <laughs> like that's like she's so, you are yeah. such a, you even have like the bella lugosi book that you gave me you're like oh yeah. I, I had this in college i didn't realize i, I had like, i had Jesus like from, i think younger than that i just had a bella lugosi biography in my and i had like a book of vampires just mm -hmm. all of this yes. stuff that i didn't realize and then going back through some old childhood stuff i had written a, a story in second grade about a ghost a group of ghosts that murdered a girl <laughs> and my teacher was like hey wonderful like so it's always kind of been in there mm -hmm. um in a really in a really fun way yeah i think lonely hearts was a thing that like freed us yeah. from any sort of shackles that we thought we had creatively it was just like that was the moment that freed us and you know like i had my moment where i like slicked my hair back <laughs> put a gray streak in and I was like, I am fully formed. I, I am <laughs> a final form. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the origin moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I grew up with all the same stuff and it's funny. I have that same, uh, very similar story. When I was in grade four, we had to do like a creative writing assignment and I wrote a slasher story. So yeah. I was in grade four <laughs> and it was like, cause I was obsessed with scream and teaching yeah. the single and the faculty, yep. like, Famously, the faculty poster in my bedroom replaced my Backstreet Boys poster. That's where I changed. Whoa. I That's yeah. you. That's was, a big. <laughs> yeah, it was big time. But then I remember like even deal. my teacher was just like, had to call my mom and my dad being like, this is like, you know, writing about people being murdered. Like, where is this coming from? But also it's really well written. Yeah, yeah. Like, This is frightening yeah. and also impressive. It's interesting yeah. too, because like as a parent, I wonder what it's like to have a spooky kid. <laughs> excuse me um because like you know you have to be you it's that fine line of like are they just spooky and into horror or are they like do they want to do this yeah, yeah. you like, know did, did and something then, happen yeah. or are they okay <laughs> yeah yeah they're yeah. watching they're watching the good son and just side-eyeing you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whereas uh, if, if that was us we'd be like yeah oh hell yeah exactly yeah. go with yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. Can I use this? this Do you good. see yourself as the Elijah Wood in this situation? Or are you more of a yeah. Culkin? Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you identifying with? Mark, don't fuck with me. God. <laughs> Such a good movie. It's so Such great. Such a good movie. Yeah, oh. it's awesome. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, movie. then uh, Dennis, like clearly, like I, I had mentioned, you even said that you kind of, you have these Italian leanings. Like I look at like so much of your work. I'm like, man, this guy loves Argento. I love Argento. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does too. And yeah. You know, and, I would say uh, even, even more so, I would say Bava. Uh, yeah. You know, like Baba is like my, uh, he's my, he's my like God, you know, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I take a, he gets real emotional when he talks about yeah. Baba. <laughs> no, that's a perfect, <laughs> perfect timing. Cause like, you know, I haven't even mentioned it, but we're going to cap this episode off on a discussion on uh, the city of the dead or horror hotel. Yeah. Uh, but that like, really, that's like my go-to stuff in the spooky season is to watch the really old classic horror. And, uh, I watched black Sabbath for the first time. Hell yeah! Like it was my first time, and uh, yeah, it's one of Baba's one of Baba's famous films. But I'm sorry, you know, I want to hear about like your history with with horror because yeah, you can see your Italian leanings. But uh, let's hear all about it. So it started when I was young, you know. I mean, again, that's the point of the YouTube series is going back and looking at how these films formed me. And the crazy thing was is that when I was growing up, uh, I'm 45, so I grew up in the 80s. 
and we had three channels. So it was like, or like four channels, right? So you had channel five, channel nine, channel 11, channel 13 on a Saturday afternoon. And channel nine, you knew you were getting like Shaolin warriors all day. <laughs> That's like how the Wu-Tang formed. Like yeah. they, they bonded over those movies that we used to, and I used to, it was the same thing. We used to get that. Channel 13 was like, you know, Bob Vila. Channel five, channel 11, crapshoot. Either on channel five or channel 11, you would get The Haunting of Julia or you would get Night of the Creeps, or you would get The Blob, 1988. You would get all of these films that they got the rights to to show on TV. <clears throat> and there I was, young Dennis, like watching all of these, ingesting all these. Halloween 3, too, that one I saw before I saw the rest of the series. So I didn't know. I was like, Halloween 3, okay, I guess the rest of the series is like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I see this Michael Myers guy, I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, where are the robots? Yeah, I was like, what is he doing to my friends? Like, I didn't, I didn't get the reference of the film they were watching. I was like, oh, Halloween. Okay, that must have been the first one about some guy in a mask. Um, so that's where it started, and then you know, uh, and then I started to get really into music. I, I wanted to be a film director for years when I was a kid. I was always fascinated, but then I got sort of sucked into music. Uh, my band, The Realistics, was really big in like the early two thousands in New York City, uh, and I strayed away from filmmaking. And then I came back to it later in life. Um, and so I, yeah, I started to do like dramas. I did a drama and then I did a, com a romantic comedy short, uh, The Weekend and Death and Disco Fries. And then I did Lonely Hearts with Bethany and that's when it all sort of came together. And I realized no horrors was always with me. It was there for me, comforting me when I was younger, scaring me to death, but also like opening me up to these worlds that are kind of like ultimate freedom Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, and so I just went into that. And then, uh, you know, you dig back into your past as you look forward and you say, okay, well, here are the films I loved. I loved, you know, ba Bava films. Like Bava films came much later for me. Somewhere in my like 20s, when I started going like art house films, I was living in New York City. I would go to see like, you know, I go to Film Forum, I would go to IFC. And they would have during Halloween, they would have these Bava festivals, you know, and they would show all of his films. I got to see Black Sunday and, you know, uh, uh, Planet of the Vampires is one of the best ones, you know? Yeah. And then I would get into Argento and be like, oh my God, the Italians were crazy. I'm Italian myself. So like, at some point I said, I don't want to be Fellini anymore. I want to be Bava, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just, that, that, that thing, that light bulb goes off in your head. So there's just something about the genre. It's something I, I always go to it. I always put it on. Um, I'm, I always live in that world, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I just love it. I, I absolutely love it. I, it, it's become all encompassing since 2019. Yeah. Uh, but it was always there for me, you know, yeah. um, just waiting like, Hey buddy, I'm okay. here for when you, whenever you need me. <laughs> Even like looking back at old pictures from when you were touring uh -huh. with the realistics, there was always like, there was always kind of a dark spooky boy side to yeah. you. Even when you were dressing less less like that there was always a tinge of spooky boy of dark boy to <laughs> yeah. you and so you can see it was always just kind of there yeah it was always bubbling up yeah I, I always say it's not until you get the hair right yeah 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 once the hair comes <laughs> then you're all set then you're fine yeah. um so yeah i hope that answers the oh, question absolutely yeah definitely and uh before we start talking about like uh city of the dead let's have you guys been seeing what what have you been it's spooky season it's halloween yeah. it's it's you guys sent me a picture yet, or Dennis sent me a picture. You had your fireplace going and you're watching City of the Dead. 
Oh, yeah. uh, what's the kind of stuff you guys been watching recently? Mitch, like, last night we watched Garfield's Halloween special, the dude. most traumatizing movie ever made. So yeah, one of one of the one of the things I'm gonna do in my YouTube series is 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 uh, traumatize traumatizing kids uh, Halloween specials. Got to do Ernest Scared Stupid. That was oh, absolutely huge one for me. But like yep. that, that movie, yep. straight up traumatized me. So large Marge, Pee Wee Herman, oh, yeah. like yep. that, like yeah. that, that traumatized kids for life. I remember yep. first seeing that go, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. We, so we did, we did cartoons last night yeah. after the city of the dead. Yeah. So we did, um, Disney's Mr. Toad and the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad yeah. or whatever. Love it. Um, yeah. So we fast forwarded through Mr. Toad because Mr. Toad is just a, a, a psychopath. Um, and we went right to Ichabod and mm -hmm. that it's like the first half of that cartoon is just upsetting. Cause it's just about how Ichabod Crane is a perv and all the ladies in town want to sleep with him, despite how ugly he is. It's crazy. It's so strange. But then once you get to, he's coming home from the party and you know the the headless horseman is chasing him there's nothing that gets you into the mood for halloween more mm -hmm. than that movie um and then we watched garfield's halloween special which is you that one is like your trauma a motion picture <laughs> that i saw exactly once growing up it was too scary mm -hmm. uh and then last year dennis made me watch it again so for the second time my entire life and i had this like Goosh, 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 like sense memory, just being hit over the head with like forgotten traumas of these yeah. ghost pirates, like coming, like swimming, flashing, almost strobing out of the water and coming into this abandoned Victorian house that Odie and Garfield are like and the inside. Dude in the chair. The dude in the chair. The who's drool. Animated mouth. in a Ugh. totally different way. Just horrifyingly traumatic. So we watched it again last night. And again, it was just awful. Um, but again, it's like su such a special kind of horrible. Yeah. Um, and, so th and this is my time to program fil mini film festivals for us at yeah, night. Yeah. So like, I always do, like, I love doing double features. And I always said, I think that if I was programming for like an art house uh, film festival or, or whatever, or like a film festival, an art house uh, uh, theater, I would definitely do like the haunting of Julia and the Babadook. Yes. That, that's a yeah. perfect double feature. Yep. That is just a perfect double feature. Yep. So like what we're doing is I'm like, we're going to do cartoons <laughs> and we're going to do the feature. So last night we did the opposite of that. We did the cartoons after the feature, Yeah. but like tonight I want to do peanuts, the, the peanuts, uh, Halloween, Halloween special. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then we're going to do beyond the door, yes. the best exorcist ripoff <laughs> of all time. It is such a bad shit movie. That's another movie I'm covering on the channel. It's like, if you're going to rip it off, do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to rip a movie off, do it like that. It's so good. The Italians ripped off the best, the way they ripped off movies. Psychotic. It's insane. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that uh, Barbara Steele famously said, you know, it may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to them. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. As long as as long as it makes sense to someone, you're safe. And as an Italian, I totally understand that. <laughs> Growing up in an Italian family, I'm like, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that's what we're watching right now. Is, yeah. uh, doing a lot of Italian stuff. Um, yeah. The funny thing is, is that when when I went to, I popped in the City of the Dead Blu-ray because I'm also covering that on my channel. Um, it was it was the wrong region. I got region B by oh, accident. Oh no. 
So we had to watch it on Shutter. I was like, I had all these special features. We were going to go in, sounded like we were smart. Oh. I know. Yeah, we weren't able to watch like the um, the commentary or anything. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, we're going to just study yeah. tonight. This yeah. is great. And then, you know, I was like, it's this wrong region. I was like, oh, oh, fuck. I got yeah. the fucking British one. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. such a shame. I love doing that, though. I love watching watching with the commentary and learning about yeah. all the little weird the quirks oh, that happen yeah. yeah but uh especially with those older films but no pressure like honestly this is just going to be a more relaxed conversation about city of the dead because <laughs> um it was a first time watch for me too uh but we'll get to that i just like before we get on uh i've been like my hell like i was saying my halloween i loved old school hammer stuff and yeah um like i watched uh horror of dracula terrence fisher's uh the other night like mm -hmm. i basically watched city of the dead and i was like it's time for a christopher leothon <laughs> and oh he's, anything he's in yeah totally and it's just it's the atmosphere it's the mood of of those films and like and then i watched uh my personal favorite vincent price film mask of the red death Oh, uh, that was a rewatch. Dude. Yes. Yeah, so All those good. Corman films yeah. are like those. The Corman yeah. Poe cycle is fucking ridiculous. It's unreal. And I just love how Price can just play the most vicious, evil piece of shit. Yep. And, mm -hmm. and then also be the most endearing, lovable guy in so many other films. Like he, there's truly no one like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, that's the kind of stuff I've been watching this season. Just it puts me in the mood. I'm right after right. we finish up here, I'm going to watch the new Hellraiser because I'm yes. just excited oh. to see it. I heard uh, it's great. I haven't yeah, seen I've it heard. yet. I want to see it so bad. People badly. are like, this is great. And I'm like, anyone who's complaining that it's a woman, it was a she was a woman in the book, you fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot. Yeah. Like the, everything was non-binary in the book. Everything yeah. was like, mm -hmm. there was like in it. And that works for Hellraiser. Like, totally. like totally. don't get mad. It's fucking yeah. fine. Like let, let, yeah. let Pinhead be a woman because Pinhead was a fucking woman. Yeah. That was a, like, <laughs> this is a genre. This is a, a series of movies based on a lady's willing to bring back a guy from the dead just so she can have sex with him like one <laughs> yes. more time. Like yes. if that's so the reality horny. we're working yeah. in, then yeah. everything is. You it's know, such a horny game. movie. It's the it's horniest so horny. movie of all time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but I, I heard good things and I'm like, good. They got it right. Like, yeah. let a reboot. Get it right. Yeah, you no, know, I, I, totally. I'm, I'm burnt out on reboots, but if they get it right, good. Yeah. And, 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 and the, uh, the director was like a, a protege anyway. So yeah, David Bruckner is amazing. Yeah, Clive Barker. So David yeah. Bruckner is like a great, student yeah. to have given the film to totally. so yeah yeah no yeah i can't wait i'm really looking forward to it but uh yeah do you guys want to start talking about the yeah. city of the dead hell yeah uh, so dennis you had given me like a little list of films <laughs> that you we could potentially talk about and this was one that <laughs> popped out to me because it's always i have like a long list of films i've always wanted to do on the show and this was right there so it was like i saw that i was like let's do that i finally <laughs> have a, a reason to do this um but why did why did you choose the city of the dead because it's such a fucked up movie for 1960. Yeah. also there there um beth and i were discussing this and this is what i'm going to do in the episode on my channel about it is that it came out in 1960. Mm -hmm. In, in England and 61 in the States. But that year you have Black Sunday uh, or Mask of Satan by Bava. You've got Psycho and then you've got The City of the Living Dead. Now, if you put those movies together, they all have similarities, but yet none of them knew of each other. The, the, the beginning mirrors uh, Mask of Satan slash Black, Black Sunday like to a T. Mm -hmm. It is yep. so it's like the American version of that. Mm -hmm. It's like the so and then the beginning and then the sort the of the first half the of first the film is psycho. Psycho. 
it's basically it's a, Psycho. It's the blonde going to this weird place trying to, I mean, she's trying to find, so in, in Psycho, she's trying to hide right, after, but it's after a, stealing money. It's a blonde, it's a young blonde woman going to a different town, right. essentially. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, well, this is the lead of the movie. And then spoiler, spoiler alert, alert, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's, they're very similar. I thought it was very brutal for a movie from the sixties. I thought it was so atmospheric. It, it felt, it felt more like a twilight zone episode, the way it was shot. Yeah. Um, then like a full blown feature film, it, it had a TV vibe to it. And we figured out why later it was actually shot as a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be a TV show. A TV I don't know if it show? was shot as a pilot, but it was definitely supposed to oh, be a okay, TV show, okay. a, a series. Right. Okay. So, and, but the, the atmosphere itself is Halloween. I mean, yeah. you're dealing with witches, Salem, but Ma or Massachusetts rather, yeah. and Christopher Lee. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, and it's all Brits doing American. Yeah. So I'm exactly. like, this, this, is, this is it. You know, it's almost like post hammer horror horror or pre, it may be pre, I think it's probably pre. Yeah. Cause uh, all the hammer horror stuff came later. But it's the, and the other thing that I really love about it is uh, I'm trying to normalize putting generational curses on entire villages right before you die <laughs> yes and this movie has that look if, if it when i die because apparently we all do i hope it is in a very theatrical way and i hope that i am given the chance to curse everyone because that's what this woman does rightly so and it's like it's such a wonderful way to start a movie yeah because because it's and, and this this movie too the cast, the, the, the actors they found to play this village, like these villagers are so unique looking mm -hmm. and the camera zooms in on all of their faces as this woman, as Elizabeth Selwyn is like tied up, chained up to this, you know, the, the stake and they're setting her on fire. And she's like, I bid thee Lucifer, I will do your bidding for the rest. And then all, everyone in the village who has like no teeth, they're like, oh, it's a curse. And it's so... <laughs> engaging because each one looks so unique and mm -hmm. special and strange and then they come back and you see them again and it's just it's so moody and wonderful and like scenery chewing yes in such a delicious way and that's the thing too that you said is the moodiness the atmosphere yeah mm -hmm. i am like if you give me if you give me a sleepy little town a bunch of fog oh, and fog. so and, much fog and, a, yeah. and like and and a mission and someone's on a mission and everyone in the town is high strangers in yeah. a weird in a small high yeah. high strangers in a small town yeah i am fucking in i'll do like, anything I, you want take my money i don't give a shit who made this to take take my money i'm there you know and this has that and it did it in 1960 and that's why i think it really holds up Oh, like, man. I mean, of course it's corny. Like yeah, there's some corny, corny moments, but it holds up because it's actually kind of fucking brutal. If yeah. you if you put yourself back in 1960, you're like, this movie's brutal. Yeah. She gets brutalized. Like she get and and I mean, you know, we're gonna fast fast forwarding to the end, like to use to there's a man who's literally stumbling around a graveyard holding a cross that and his batch with the knife in his back like, and it's setting people on fire. <laughs> Popping off on fire. It is, it is just quintessential like, Halloween spirit. Yeah. I mean, Mitch, what do you, what did you yeah. love about oh, man, it? I, I, I loved it. And obviously like you, you guys have seen the Druid's Hand, you know, like I'm a big fan of the occult and religious mm -hmm. horror. Hell yeah. Um, and like, there is something to be said. I know even on our previous episode, we were talking with Chet Czar, who's like a legendary dark artist. And he was mentioning that he doesn't like, you know, that he loves the movie, The Witch, but doesn't love how 
Hollywood and horror has notoriously made that got it wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think that like that's part of the charm is that just good stories. Like you can yeah. come up with really good stories with these the evil tales of a cult. And this one is like it's grown to be one of my favorites. And it's really ironic. Obviously, uh I was gonna mention the psycho thing as well. I watch psycho every year and I study that film like like it's my job. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy how they did come out the same year. They had no idea who each other were. And yeah. it's so interesting how like the, the story beats are the same. Yep. The yep. ending is even the same. Yep. Uh, like, like the close up on a fucking corpse. And, yep. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, there's something, there's something, there something in the universe in, yeah, floating something around. Something in the filmmaking air. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about this one too, is that, you know, they do say that they're witches, but I consider them Satan worshipers. Sure. So yeah. I don't consider them witches. And that's where I think that like, they were hiding under the moniker of witches. Yeah. But but I think that it was, you know, they were truly Satan worshippers. And then again, this is like this was one of the iterations of the satanic panic. You know, yes. you had like the one in the 60s or late 50s. Then you had the one in the 80s. And yep. Now we and now we're going through another one we're now. Back in it, yeah. yeah. But it's um, it's it's also funny because I so I had seen this movie last year i think we watched it on like tubi yeah year, but yeah. i definitely fell asleep during it um uh, and it's so the this best was... though these are the best I so bethany can fall asleep I, oh god i fall asleep. like that's why i love it's... i fall asleep to vincent price movies all the time oh, it's just so it's... comforting yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i didn't remember it um fully and so when they're talking at the beginning and christopher lee is giving his class in his house question yeah. mark <laughs> about <laughs> about witches and like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, women were burned as witches and blah, blah. And I expected him to be like, and they were innocent victims, right? Of this of this hysteria. And it's like, no, they were actually witches. Like there was there's yeah. no, there's no like trying to tell a story of these women were wrongly judged mm -hmm. for but no, they actually witches, there's witchcraft is real, yeah. and they definitely yeah. did it. Uh, which and they did. That's yeah. the other thing, is like yeah. Elizabeth Selwyn was definitely uh worshiping Satan. And mm -hmm. I loved that. I don't know. I don't even think that was intended to be funny or interesting. Right. I, I think love that it. I think that now we can start, you know, uh, I I feel like now we can we can work on not demonizing, you know, the the w Wiccan in general yeah, and which pagan and which and which is and say like, hey, these people were wrongly accused of just believing in something that you didn't agree with or just being strong ladies. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And having independent thoughts. Yeah, and it, yeah exactly. <laughs> not getting married, not getting married. Yes. Hey, you're a witch burner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <You> know? <laughs> She's showing her ankles burner. burner. Um, yeah. <laughs> too sexy <laughs> but um but like the witch that you bring that up i love everything so he good. does I love, I, anything yeah. roger eggers does i love yeah, i haven't too. seen the northman yet but i heard it's great i'm looking forward to nosferatu oh, yeah. but uh the witch i heard it had something to do with uh there was something that they were eating at the time that was also making them hallucinate or poisoning ergot? them yes ergot ergot ergot. yeah so it, it, he he included that that's in there and i'm like oh i didn't even realize that it, yeah. Like apparently the whole movie's about ergot poisoning. Oh, yeah, watch it again. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, okay, I guess it was. Um, that that was something something that I heard somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm now I'm curious to research yeah. that. But going back to this, if you look at the time period, you know, the reason why this gets me in the mood for it is like it, they don't get it right, and it's super corny. But it's also it feels like Halloween. Exactly. When you watch it. The witch yeah. doesn't feel like Halloween. The witch feels like you're watching a very well made movie. Yeah. But yeah. I don't put that on to get in the Halloween spirit. That yeah. comes no. later in October. That might even be a December movie. Sure. Not you nearly know? enough fog. <laughs> That's exactly it. We need fog the, and like the, the hand painted sets and everything yeah. like that. I the atmosphere and the mood of these things is just it's palpable. And that's yeah. this is 
this is quickly becoming one of my one of my favorites. I know it's going to be a rewatch every year. Right. Uh, yeah. And it has to go. I have to say, so we realized last night and I have to look her name up. I'm so glad you said that, Mitch. Well, Bethany's looking this up. I'm so glad as a filmmaker, I'm so glad that you love like the handcrafted stuff. And, oh, yeah. You know, if you watch uh, Sleepy Hollow by Tim Burton, he did that. He was doing yeah. Hammer Horror in that movie. Yeah. And everything was hand painted and beautiful. And I'm like, my God, like, I wish we could still do that. I wish we could paint sets again. You yeah. know? Yeah. No, I agree. And like that's thing, there's one of the closest things that we have now is like Guillermo del Toro, who's like, he has all these elaborate, beautiful sets, but then, you know, with the new, the new age comes the visual effects and like all the mm -hmm. stuff that it's like, they add all this stuff in post that just, it muddles down the, the hand crafted part of the magic. Yeah. Um, but that's why, yeah, it's so fun going back and watching these movies and just seeing also, like anyone who's dabbled into filmmaking themselves knows how fucking hard it is. Yeah. And you think about like how many moving parts and like the choreography that goes into like even that witch burning scene and when everyone's Oof. getting lit on fire and he's carrying the cross <laughs> through and it's like, God, this is so. And I think about so it because obviously it's a subject that comes up whenever you talk about Psycho is like, imagine at that time there wasn't other things like that. Like it was really crushing people when they were going in and seeing Psycho and the shower yeah. scene notoriously. Like, the fucking city of the dead is so much gnarlier. So gnarlier. <laughs> she gets yeah. like stabbed, and then the boyfriend, like all of the main characters. And this was something that happened in the Blob, nineteen eighty-eight. You know, yeah. sorry for all the spoilers, guys. Like, if you haven't <laughs> seen these movies, shut this off and go watch them. But like in the Blob, nineteen eighty-eight, the move, the thing that did that, the thing that really affected me when I was a kid was I thought the football star was going to be the hero mm. and he dies in the first act. Yes. In in the first thirty minutes, he's dead. And I was like. Oh shit, the good guy died. You're not safe anymore. Right. So, yeah. like in this, you think the pretty blonde is going to somehow be like captured and then the boyfriend is going to come up. But no, they straight up murder her. Yeah, I thought someone yeah. was like, you know, she's on the she's on the table, and the Satan worshipers are all gathered around her. They're waiting till the 13th strike of the clock. And you're like, someone's going to jump in here. And yeah. no one jumps in. That was and shocking. She's dead. It was shocking to me. I was like, oh my God, they psychoed this before. Like, the same yeah. time that Psycho did it, where that was shocking at the time to see her die, you know, when you had this MacGuffin going on uh, with the whole like, oh, I got to hide the money or I got to go back, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and so it, it, that amazed me. And I and I really liked it. You, you had something. To yeah. So speaking contribute. of so the the blonde woman who dies right away, who we think is our lead, her her character's name is Nan Barlow. Nan, right. So the actress who played her is a woman named Venetia Stevenson. We realized Venetia Stevenson died last week. Isn't that crazy? Oh, damn. Nan, you Nan. killed her, Dennis. Dennis. I know. Dennis. Dennis. It was you. You did this. <laughs> I am the bitch. Um, she, no. <laughs> Venetia Stevenson died uh, as we record this 26th of September. So last week. That's not. Um, a week not, and a half ago. Um, uh, so we so it was like so RIP RIP yeah. legend yeah. Yeah. She, yeah no kidding she was um she like admitted she wasn't the best actress like they but I thought she was lovely in this I movie. loved her and she's gorgeous I mean beautiful like, stunning and like so so charismatic so mm -hmm. likable and so innocent so innocent like and the just, way she wanted she was hungry for knowledge yeah. when she said I really want to go the the line that kills me 
is when she looks at Christopher Lee and says, I really want to immerse myself in the research. I need to go to this town. Like she had this obsession with like going to the actual place. And as a person who like, as directors, it's like, I feel like we have that obsession when we make a film. Like, I want to know everything. I want to immerse myself in this world and have people immerse in this world. Like I related to her so much. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, I like her so much. And I know she's going to eat it. Yeah, she's going to eat it fast. And I really loved her. I was like, she was she's great. great. I was shocked that she didn't do more. Yeah. So like, I don't know, this sounds really trite, but like, I'm sorry to her family. Yeah. Like if she yeah. really, she recently passed and she seemed lovely yeah she seemed lovely um and she she was great in this movie and i'm Mm -hmm. glad that i'm glad that for as few movies as she did i'm glad that we have this you know part of her body of work because it's really such a wonderful film yeah yeah no i totally agree she really left a mark in this film like she's such a a huge part of the heartbeat and like you know obviously it's always that's what something that happened with like watching the the horror of dracula with christopher lee and peter cushing it's like yeah, those are two people just acting their asses off, and like yeah. they're mm-hmm. such presences, such commanding presences. And to be in a any movie with Christopher Lee is such that's got to be so intimidating. Oh God, like, terrifying! Well, even yeah. George Lucas was scared. <laughs> like yeah. when he had him on set on Star Wars, he was like, "This is fucking Christopher Lee. Like yeah. this is the guy I yeah. watched, you know, forever." And then the, I was telling Bethany this really funny story about Peter Jackson when he was working on Lord of the Rings with Peter Jackson. Um, he said to him, uh, Peter was like, now you're going to get stabbed, you know, and, and you got to like do that. And he said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And he went, why? He's like, because I have been stabbed. And do you know what it's like getting stabbed? And Peter goes, no. He goes, well, it's like this. <laughs> it's, that's what you do. He said, so I'm going to do that. And he went, okay. And okay. he like walked away. I'm like, holy okay, shit, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Like he knew. He yeah. knew. So like, my God, imagine being able to that man is such a presence yeah. and he can do evil and he can do good. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because his, his Dracula, everyone said that his Dracula was the first sexy Dracula. So hot. Isabella Lugosi was creepy yeah. mm-hmm. and he wasn't really hot. Christopher Lee was like hot. I mean, Nosferatu <laughs> was, if you're into a certain type of sexy. Yeah, it depends. Count Orlock. Yeah, if you're into like a certain sort of waggy finger kind of creepy lurky sexy. Yeah, gothy kids and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and- just speaking of like directors working with Christopher Lee, I have to give props to Tim Burton for in Sleepy Hollow, which is like another really atmospheric Halloween must. So Dude, good. just saying that's yeah. Hammer. He that's him doing Hammer Horror. Yeah, it's like the, he has that moment where Christopher Lee plays the judge at the very beginning of the movie, and he puts behind him this giant eagle statue, so that when Christopher Lee is passing down the judgment to Ichabod Crane, saying like you have to go to Sleepy Hollow, there's dark wings that are behind mm. him, and it's just this awesome moment of like paying tribute to this man's career mm-hmm. where he's, yeah. he's been a spooky boy his whole career and done so much awesome work. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. So yeah, so good. And uh, that's the other thing I noticed too. Well, obviously like so much of the story has like everything in, in storytelling gets eventually recycled and turned into something new. And, you know, that's, that's just how art evolves. Um, but there's so much of the wicker man in this movie too which yes. came out like 13 oh, years shit, later. dude yeah like yeah. there's so many similarities and like you got to think that like uh when they were making the wicker man like there's without a doubt city of the dead was discussed because like there's Absolutely. just so many correlations uh, too, too many correlations for it to be a coincidence 
it's a masterpiece like wicker man's a masterpiece too oh the original is yeah unbelievable now we bethany is a huge nicholas cage fan so oh i'm a, I'm a cage apologist and lover Me too. so you know this the the i think the remake is is great bees! in a whole other way not the bees <laughs> but yeah. man that first one oof, it's it's like the kill list the kill list reminds me of the wicker man too have you yes. seen the kill list oh yeah what of that film oh my god that well that's a tangent but you were going to say okay. something i'm sorry um Oh, I think anytime you have a story that takes somebody, um, somebody quote unquote, sort of not educated, but maybe of, of society, right. Or like of, of the educational system or of a big city and put them into a pagan town <laughs> or a small, you know, agricultural town or a small town in general, you get inherently a spooky vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think anybody that is not from a small town and visits a small town immediately feels that otherness mm -hmm. that brings with it just an inherent atmosphere of creepiness. And so um, I, I think it's a perfect comparison to, to draw to the Wicker Man because yeah. it's this, it's just, and the same thing with Midsommar, right? Like it's just yeah. the same thing. Mm -hmm. Anytime you bring like academia into a small village, you get this feeling of like, otherness that I think is really fun to play with. And Mitch, what is it for you about this film that just brings you into the Halloween spirit? Because it really is like, doesn't yeah, it? It just it's, gets you there. Is it the fog? It's the uh, the fog <laughs> plays a hu huge part of it, but also like huge, just the, yeah. the costume design, the set design and everything like it's it just it oozes it. Like you guys mentioned uh, Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton, Sleepy Hollow, like that's been a staple in my life ever since I saw it in the theater when I was too young. And I remember like I was, I think, would have been like 10 years old when that movie came out and I just fucking rocked, rocked me. But it also, I think that's, that was like where I was like, oh, am, am I a goth boy? Like, am I, yeah. I going to be a gothy boy? Am I into spooky things? So I was just obsessed with it. And uh, I just, I love the aesthetic of this movie. And uh, yeah, that, that like just the story is so vicious. It's yeah. so vicious for its time. I love, I love seeing how much they didn't hold back in the yeah. story and yeah. And we we got to give credit to uh who plays the the witch. Her she is She's wonderful. She's so good. Oh my god, like um, if if you needed a quintessential like let's get someone that looks like a witch of that time, right? You got like she was perfect. Her performance is unbelievable. It's Patricia Giselle. Pat yeah. Patricia yeah. Giselle. She just has this look. Yeah. That is she looks like a cat. Yes, she, she looks like a black cat. Like yeah. that's the only way I can describe her. Her movements, uh, you know, the way she like kind of floated. Yeah, Actually, and she didn't walk. She kind of floated in, in this movie. Yeah, you know, and she would just sort of appear, and she had this sense of like re like regality. Is that it? Regalia, mm -hmm. regala, re regalution, regulation, regulation. She was very regal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she was very regal, and um, just there's something about her presence. That is just unbelievable, and that performance, yeah, yeah. as the brows you know, well, too, me, the brows, yeah, yeah, yep, the so, brows, so commanding yeah. and like yeah. intimidating. It's like I feel and, like I'm going to be grounded just looking. Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. The schoolmaster is going to come and smack you yeah. on the wrist, you know. But there was something about her that was a bit reserved too. Yeah, and man, like what a performance! There's also this great moment that I that I would watch a whole movie based on, where it's her and Jethro who is the man who, I don't know if that's her husband or just yeah, isn't her husband. husband. Yeah. 
um, who betrayed her. But then as when she was on the stake, he was like, save us, Satan, yeah, save her, um, <laughs> where he's the one, if you haven't seen the movie, he always appears on sort of the crossroads to any new visitor, any new sexy lady visitor who's coming to visit this small town. Um, and he rides the last couple of miles with them. And he, so he brings Nan in and then Nan is dispatched. And then he brings this, an, another woman in Pat. And later he and our Elizabeth or this woman we were just talking about, they're sitting and looking at the fire. And he says, the new one's pretty too. And Elizabeth Selwyn has this reaction of like, oh, you like all the pretty girls, but I'm your wife. And I would love to see just like a real bitchy moment between this couple where he just always has a crush on the new victims, yeah. their new like sacrifices. And she's just really sick of hearing it. It was just like the, a hint of a split second of a moment, but it was she's just so kind of she eyebrows him. Yeah, yeah. she eyebrows him. She's like, I'm sick of hearing about it, Jethro. Like, just keep bringing in the ladies. I don't want to hear about it. No, so true. It's there's just so many different layers to this movie, and like that's yeah. what like a lot of these they're a lot of these older films like they're very surface level and they're just easily digestible. You can chew them up, spit it out. It's a you go about your day, but this one it really lingers with you because of how vicious mm -hmm. it, vicious it is. And yeah, um, yeah, no, big big fan, and I highly recommend if people are listening and haven't seen The City of the Dead or also known as Horror Hotel, this is quintessential horror Halloween shit. Like you just. You yeah. gotta get it in your system. Yep. Start off with this. Like, yeah. this is a great, this is early October. Yeah. Yes. Early October, you throw this on and you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I am ready. Especially <laughs> on like a fall afternoon. Yes. You know, like it's like a yes. yeah. two, 3 p.m. <laughs> movie where you're maybe doing some light weekend housework, mm -hmm. but this is on in the background and it's so comforting. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a wonderful, crispy fall. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to look for any deep meaning. Like it is a very surface level film, but it's also very, like it's vicious. Yeah. Uh, it, it's well shot. It's um, some Never of the performances boring. are- no, it's never boring. No, no, it moves at a at it's a lean. click, man. It's like boom, boom, boom. It's yep. lean. Yeah, it's nice. It moves fast. Yeah, it's like seventy six minutes long. Yep, keeps you engaged. It's like it's really, really good. It's and it just puts you in that in that mood. I say, double feature. Do this and then do Black Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You are set. You're yeah. set. It's just like the perfect witch. <laughs> yeah, double yeah. feature. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally agree. Love it. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to mention about that, about City of the Dead? Or because I want to close this off talking about the later half of October, like yeah. getting closer to Halloween. But <laughs> yeah. any last I thoughts mean, I, on City of, City of the Dead? I think the only other thing is that I was really struck by the ending where just main character after main character just sh starts on fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it really reminded me of the uh, spoiler alert for Ready or Not. But yes. ready oh or God. not, we're just like everyone blows up, and uh, and I was like, no nothing is new. Like this was just it was such a wonderful way to end this batshit movie, mm -hmm. where just everyone starts on fire, and I and I loved it in Ready or Not, and I was tickled by it even more in yeah. this because yeah. it was earlier. Yeah, I just say go go see Get Out. The 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 past is just as important as the present and the future, and I think that more we preserve these films and talk about them the more we will be able to keep them around for a long time. Yeah. And These continue learning part. from them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have to, 
look, it may be corny. It may be dated. It may feel like uh, not scary, but there is a, there is, there are some films that just stand the test of time. And this is one of them for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I will always stand by that with this one. And I think we have a tendency to look back at previous generations and say like, ah, we know more than they did. And to sort of be like, our work now is more educated and is more- um, Oh, it's more prestige. Right, right, right. But, But the people who made these films were so creative and so twisted and just as intelligent and just as, as amazing at their jobs and things were just as twisted Um, and so I think going in with, to these movies, with this understanding of like, these are great. Yeah. And might I add, this was the director's first film. Yeah. His first movie. It's great. You know, and that's why I was shocked to learn that the, the haunting of Julia's Richard Longcrane's like second film. These films deserve to have a rewatch. They deserve to be sort of placed, uh, you know, like, okay, so the Film Preservation Society, like people like Martin Scorsese, they fight for these old films, you know, to be preserved. Us in the horror space, we have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We have to treat these films as like, as important as Fellini, as mm-hmm. important as, yeah. because they are part of our culture as horror people. They're part of the history. And they're, to me, they're just as important as an eight and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Or, and, you know, a lot of a lot of people may look down on it and be like, the City of the Dead's a garbage movie. And you could be like, you could say that, but think about the time period it came out. Think about, you know, how brutal and vicious it is and, and how the like, limitations they were facing that we yes. didn't like there's certain things that like it's a luxury now, the, yes. the amount of resources yep. we have. And like the biggest thing, especially De- Dennis, knowing you're an editor, something mm-hmm. really stood out to me in this movie is the editing. Like the, <sighs> the editing is so freaking lean and like the, it's so good. It's the so snatch good. Cut of when they, they go to stab say, her and it goes yep. to the cake. Goes yeah, like, how, how many times have we seen that now? Like, well, and if you want to start pulling apart deeper meeting, birthday yeah. cake, she's dying. Yeah. The stab into the birth, into celebrating someone's arrival into the world. Oh man. Juxtaposed yeah. with the exiting. Yeah. That's huge. Like that. I'm like, look at the meaning. Like you want, if you want to attach, if you want to go and like pull apart meaning and vi- of, of visual uh visual work yeah. you know there it is like it's there it's important if, if that happened in a Fellini movie people would be like you know coming in their pants but <laughs> yeah. you know it's like let it happen like it happens in horror too like no matter what you think of like you know what you think is trash and what you think is like you know art yeah to me this is a movie that is artful and it's totally. and, I, and I love it and I think the ending is so batshit insane great. it goes so far off the rails yeah. <laughs> so fast a dude with a dagger in his back is ho- uproots a cross <laughs> a crucifix and he's burning people with it like go watch this movie As he's dying like As he's, he's dying, dying. Setting people on fire, seemingly really without realizing it, because he's just out of it. Yeah. And he's just like staggering forward. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful. Go watch this fucking movie. We should people. all be so lucky as to set people on fire without realizing it. <laughs> exactly. What a way to go out. Yeah. No, I totally that's like, oh God, I love so much because there's so many th- things about these movies. I'm a huge fan of like classic universal monsters and stuff like that. Um, I I love those movies, but it's it's always just comforting and relaxing watching them. And then there's this one where I'm sitting there and I actually like my jaw dropped when like the ending was happening. Like, how is it so crazy that a movie (laughs) from this era can still evoke such a like visceral shock and surprise and to see when everyone's getting lit up on fire. I'm like, Oh my God, what a picture. What a picture. I know. Bravo. Bravo. Now, Mitch, if you do like the universal stuff, uh, Michael Giancona just made, 
for Disney. I mean, I'm not really a huge, I'm not a fan of what Disney's doing with my, with my childhood properties right now, but, but I will say apparently werewolf by night, he did a great job. Yeah. I'm excited I heard to he check did that one out. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone like us who loves the black and white stuff, yeah. they said he nails it. And he's actually a really good director. He was the, the, uh, composer for Cloverfield and all this oh, other stuff. So fabulous. yeah, I was just telling Bethany. About this. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Giancono. Amazing. Turned out to be a great a guy who understands, you know, classic horror. I like people who appreciate history too. Totally. You know, like it's important. It's important yeah. that we know these things. Well, that's uh, this the biggest fucking name drop I've maybe made in a long time, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Like like previous guest of the show, Dean Kundi said. Oh, um, dude, when you oh sent my me God. when you sent me that episode, I went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh, that guy me. made me want to like shoot movies, yeah. like he because he always shot anamorphic, which is my yeah. thing. Like I love you shot. Did you shoot Jure's hand anamorphic yeah. or did yeah? There's you gotta even if people are watching it on their phone, it just that's what makes it feel like a movie. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it gives it such a bigger like cinematic scope. But uh, yes. like a big thing for him, like I just remember talking about like what kind of advice he has for young up and coming filmmakers and stuff like that. And he was in the midst of shooting the book of Boba Fett. Like the guy's like nearing 80 years old and he's Jesus. still working on these massive Star Wars movies or shows. Um, but he mentioned he's like, go back and watch 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. And like, you know, study, study the, your elders, like learn from the past and learn from what, and you get to see what, what is translated, what has stood the test of time, like stuff that is still done in city of the dead that you see in ready or not, or, you know, the wicker man, it goes just gener generation by generation. And yeah. there's certain things that don't work. And that's how, you know, all right, not, not going to try that because I haven't yeah. seen like, that's something that didn't work out. And yep. There's so much to learn from it um, from a filmmaking perspective. It, exactly. And I appreciated that about the Druid's hand because, you know, there's not a lot of what I always say to people is go easy on your technology that mm -hmm. will immediately date your film. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's not a lot of like tech in, in your film. It's a lot of like organic. Yeah. No cell stuff. phone in sight. No, exactly. No <laughs> yeah. cell phones, no computers, like keep it light on that stuff. Yeah. We tried to do the same thing in Lonely Hearts, although we do have the laptop, but like, you know, it, it, it will date things. And also when you go back and you appreciate history, you start to understand how to create a movie without leaning on certain things yep. and, um, and, le and, and focusing on story and characters. And like, that's really important. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what, why Druid's Hand is working for people because it's beautifully shot. It's well acted. The set pieces are beautiful. And you used, you didn't go overboard on certain things. You know that's what I mean? Fair. Yeah, yeah, you and you created atmosphere. Atmosphere Thanks, is number one in horror and genre. Yeah. If you don't have atmosphere, that's it. Mm -hmm. If something looks like shit and it's flat and you got no atmosphere, you got no shadows. Yeah, bye. I'm out. You know. Yeah, <laughs> can't can't do it. You know. It's, yeah, it's tough to keep people's attention these days, and like that's the yeah. good part about being someone who's also just obsessive about it, and like you know a fan, and like mm -hmm. you know what watching, always learning, and. Um, no, I, yeah, I really appreciate the kind words. I'm still, I don't know how to respond to them. <laughs> it's okay, man. Get, yeah. get used to it. You're going to be getting a lot of that, you know? Thanks, I mean, man. go scream fest is so huge. That's such a great, you're going to have so much fun. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. so nervous, but so excited. I haven't been to LA oh, since I was nine years old. Um, yeah. You'll, you won't, you won't want to go back after. <laughs> I hear such, yeah, such mixed things. Like they're, it's fine. Uh, I have it's friends fine. who are like, LA is my second home. I love everything yeah. about it. And then there's people I know who even live there and they're like, 
this place is hell. It's the worst. <laughs> great, great place to visit. Yeah. Great place to work. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't I, I personally, I would never live there. I got to have cold. I got to yeah, have we need like snow. Yeah. We like yeah. snow. We're snow people. Yeah. 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 No, totally fair. Awesome. Well, speaking of uh, snow is around the corner and so oh, is yeah. Halloween. Yeah. So what are I like you had mentioned a couple times in this episode that's like this is a great early to early October watch or like mm-hmm. the I like that you guys think that way like you know I have to plan out like you can't watch Mask of the Red Death on a Saturday night it's got to be at the right. like a movie like that you gotta there's a certain time frame that you gotta watch it there's a certain type of breeze that needs to be coming in the window yeah. it sounds like corny yep. but I was Dude, like no you're right I yeah my, I, when I was watching Mask of the Red Death the other day I had my pinky up drinking a glass <laughs> of red wine. And it was like the cold autumn breeze is coming yep. in. I'm like, oh boy, Halloween it's is here. Yes. Halloween is here. Yeah. 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 So what's the what's the later half of the month looking for you guys? What's your what's your Halloween looking like? Oh gosh. I usually as we get into the later stuff, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, no, no, I don't no, want to cut you off. But I in the beginnings in the, the first half for me is a lot of like black and white. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of black and white, maybe universal monsters. Um, and then towards like the weekends, I'm doing like a little bit of giallo mixed with crazy shit like the like the um uh the city of the living dead so it's just a total no not the city of the living the 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 fuck it's the it's the the it's not um Isn't it's the, the fulci it's the fulci trilogy oh, it, like the beyond that stuff yeah. like right like so his like whole like weirdo crazy trilogy the beyond that stuff yeah that's like mid and as we get later Oh fuck, man! I'm going into like I'm going Halloween three. I'm doing yeah. some, I'm doing the thing. The thing we yeah. watched earlier. We already did Alien. Yeah. Aliens up there. Uh, Alien's a horror aliens, movie. Yep. We, we did Alien. Right. Alien is a slasher to us. So later on, like we go into like the more slasher stuff. Maybe yeah. some comedies. Like Young Frankenstein pops up oh, during Halloween. Oh God, does that movie hold up? Like it was, it was so good. It's the best. Just- there's moments, of course, it's politically incorrect, but that's part of its charm that's, at this point. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. thing is, like, oh my god, I just rewatched that movie for the first time in so long, and I was like, oh my god, this movie is funnier than ever because yeah. you, know, you get older and you get to pick yeah. up on the jokes they're putting down. Oh my yeah. god, yes. And I said, you know, Bethany, her performance in Lonely Hearts reminds me so much of Terry Gar. Yeah. Like she has that timing in, in Lonely Hearts, yeah. and I'm like, my god. And when we were watching her on the monitor. We were laughing so hard because she's so funny and she yeah, just comes so up with funny. this stuff. Oh, yeah. she's so hilarious. Yeah. Um, someone described the movie as a slow burn meat cute. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so that's, and then, and then also mixed in with later is like, for me, at least it's like Jalo mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I, I don't like anything past Halloween three. I actually don't even like the new Halloweens, but, uh, the, the opening of Halloween four, just oh, watch yes. the opening. Yeah. Oh, it feels like I'm like that yeah. feels like October. That really feels like October. It's such a stunning opening, and the movie sucks, but the, <laughs> like the, the opening is amazing. What about you, hun? Um, I have to throw Clue in again. It's not really a horror movie, but it's a Victorian a, stuff. A, yeah, and it's yeah. a very yeah. atmospheric, fun um, movie for me. I think The Exorcist Three has to come out at some oh, point. Yes. Oh, shit, um, yeah. Speaking of creepy openings, mm-hmm. I think William Peter Blatty is directed the hell out of that movie it's very oh, yeah. creepy um brad dorf and anything makes me happy yeah. um oh the original child's play too child's play oh, um yes. what else do i want and then i have to do just some cozy stuff i may throw on a couple episodes of murder she wrote yeah um i may you're more of the victorian you i love, love a good victorian, victorian. Yeah. i love mm-hmm. i love i love a mansion and a lot of people dying in it yes. um well you were even saying uh house house on haunted hill house on haunted hill yeah so I rewatched the speaking of Vincent Price, um, 
I rewatched him in that. And then I started rewatching the 1999. The Chris Kattan one. Chris Kattan yeah. in <laughs> House on Haunted Hill. Oh my God. So good. Um, so just a lot of that, like the really comfortable stuff um, and, for me is, yeah. is coming up. And this year, I think we should do, I think we're going to switch it up and at least do some 90s stuff like the faculty. Yeah. Yes. Teaching Miss Tingle. Like go, go reach back into the 90s because I was old enough to see those in theaters. Like yep. I saw the first scream and witnessed the phenomena and was like, holy shit, Wes Craven's fucking yeah. back, man. And like, uh, yes. Yeah, so the Blair Witch too has to come out. Blair at Witch has point. to come out. It's so it's so scary still. And I, yeah. to your technology point, Dennis, I think one of the scariest parts of that movie is the part where, um, oh, why can I never remember her name? It's Heather. Like Heather, I think. I always want to call her Amanda for some reason. <laughs> where Heather screams, what the fuck is that? And never points the camera yeah. at the thing. Like that it was a mistake. And I think that's the reason the movie holds up is because you never see the thing that she was looking at. Exactly. And yeah, they allude to it. The conversation, yep. it's the same with like, yeah. you know, the conversation with Quint telling the story in Jaws about the USS Indianapolis and like, and just, he, he, paint, he paints the most horrific scene that no camera could do. There's yep. no camera yep. that would be able to pull off what, what they, what you do a simple story and uh, like alluding to something like the bag of yep. teeth and Blair Witch. Yep. 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 It's oh, so great. horrifying. Um, and yeah, so I think that, I think that one will have to come out. Too. Yeah. And then, and then my, I usually at the, right towards the end, I'm doing my Bavathon, man. I got to have Planet of the Vampires. <laughs> it's Bavaween. It's Bavaween. I got to do Planet of the Vampires. I got to do uh, uh, Black Sunday. Black Sunday is my comfort movie. Yeah. Love it. I put that on throughout the year. I'll watch that. Like I watch that like six times a year at least, yeah. you know, and I ramp, really ramp it up during spooky season. Yeah, I mean we're doing we're we're really digging back into the history this year. We're doing yeah. a lot of Italian stuff. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for Beyond the Door tonight. I'm so excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I actually I haven't seen Beyond the Door and like that's it I, I'm going to knock it off this weekend. Hopefully I'll watch yeah. it either tonight or tomorrow cuz I plan to do Hellraiser and then yes, oh, one of my ultimate a film I watch every single Halloween. It's a movie that just always gets me in the spirit is The Haunting, the original Haunting. Oh, um, so yes. that My is God. that is like show don't and that honestly, if if you want to talk, everyone's talking about oh the sound design of 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 uh, of Smile, which we haven't yeah. seen yet. But I'm like. Motherfuckers, have you seen the haunting? Yeah. <laughs> like that oh, shit and... is fun. Sound design. You, if you want to go back to the sound design, yeah. the whole movie is yeah. sound design. Totally. You know, you can, you can just read like if even if yeah, someone if you're out there listening and you haven't seen the haunting, you can even just go on IMDb and look up the quotes and read like mm. just the dialogue, and it's like, oh my god, the like just the the writing in it is fucking so eerie and so creepy, yeah. so good. And the atmosphere. I'm also a big fan of like the Victorian mansions and yeah. gothy stuff like that, mm -hmm. and huge. Uh, Huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan, and like so, yes. Yes. I remember I saw Nightmare on Elm Street before I saw The Haunting, uh, but seeing like the the person coming out of the wall and they oh, use like, yes. the and, <gasps> Oh and yes, like, yeah, God, it's so be so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But when you mm -hmm. can't even trust walls, exactly, you know, <laughs> you know you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and I really after um after rewatching The Haunting of Julia. That's an early one too. Mm. I realize I'm I'm really in the mood for ghost stories now. Yeah, so I want to yeah. like I want to dig in and find some weirdo ghost shit that I've never heard of before. That I'm like, oh, let's watch this one. Like I want to go into like haunted Italian movies and see like what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I love a yeah. good ghost. A good ghost. Oh, a good yeah. ghost is great. We so don't have great. a lot of good ghost stories right now. No. But Hellraiser is another one too. Bethany, you tried Hellraiser one and two, and you were like. They're kind of gross. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's so it's disgusting. Like, I like the first one. I like the first one because it's, you know, it's incredibly 
it has a it looms large yeah. right in horror films and it's yeah. like you should see it um and i just like again how horny it is like oh i'm <laughs> it's I, so like, horny you're it's gonna so re- you're gonna murder people so that you can resurrect your yeah. husband's brother yeah yeah so you and can do him again the de- the decision that they're like obviously they're not you know hideous chuds or anything like that but the fact <laughs> yeah. that it's not megan fox and <laughs> right. you know, right. not, no. i know and it's such a sexy like horny yeah. movie where it's it like, is oh, yeah. it's just I remember when I, I like I saw Hellraiser when I was way too young and I've always been like I'm not a Hellraiser fan just didn't yeah. couldn't get into it because I was like it reminded me of days of our lives and stuff that my yes! mom was watching <laughs> it's just like, like a, so middle, like a horny yeah. middle-aged woman yeah is like then, important in this movie I saw it luckily I'm extremely mentally ill and I create I, I <laughs> obsess and collect blu-rays and there was like a brand new Hellraiser box that I'm like it was two hundred dollars and I'm like Mitch you don't even like these movies. Why? Why are you get clicking it, by? Get why it. Clicking by? And then I bought it and I revisited yeah. it as an adult. And now I, I'm one of those people. I'm like the original Hellraiser, one of the best horror movies ever made. It's great of all time. It's yeah. great of all time. It's so also, icky. It's yeah. so gross. And what's funny is you love Cronenberg. So like The Brood yes. is another one that comes out later. Love the Brood, we gotta watch out. Yeah, yeah, The Brood. Any Cronenberg's awesome. The Fly, like that's a great. Yeah. That's another great. That's my any Valentine's Cronenberg, Day movie. Hell yeah! That, Hell yeah! Your love story. I'm a, Kill I'm me. a romantic. Yeah. Great double feature: The Fly and Annie Hall. There you yeah. go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. The real horror was Woody Allen himself. <laughs> um, <Exactly. laughs> but um, but yeah. So like that's yeah. I think that's that's. And really I think what we one want. more. Speaking of like diminishing returns, I think Cube. I want to bust Cube. Oh back yeah, the first out. one. Because again, I don't know if that again, qualifies. Again, our, our neighbors from the North who made that. Yeah. 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 I don't, does that qualify as a horror film? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah sci-fi horror. Um, oh, In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, I think the, I think one of the last great John Carpenter films. Yeah. Definitely um, the most underrated, I think. Way underrated. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, again. so fucking wild. Right? And again, <laughs> Creepy Town. Yeah. Like, yeah, cre- yeah, yeah. Creepy Town, based Very on Stephen King. Yeah, very yeah. Lovecraftian. It's yeah. like, let's take a, a Sutter Kane is 100% Stephen King. For like, sure. Yeah, yeah, like they were like, even the name Sutter Kane feels yeah. like. And they, yeah. don't they name drop Stephen King in the movie too? I think yeah, so. they do. Because it's like, he sold more than Sutter Stephen King. King. Yeah. 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 Do you read Sutter Kane? And the death scenes, you know, they're so crazy when the, when the, the dude with the axe comes in and the first yeah. and his eyes are all fucked up and it's like, well, what the fuck is going on, man? So scared. And another, yeah. it's, it's, it's another, it's been forever, but you, we see him coming too. That's another one yeah, where like they're in, in the, the diner distance. and you see him in the, and I love that. I oh. love it when you see him coming. Yeah, the monumental so, horror shot. Yeah, so when you scary. you see something in the distance and it's coming closer and you know it's happening. Yeah. And then it happens. Do you read Sutter Kane? Yeah. Do you read Sutter Kane? We need shirts that say, do you read Sutter Kane? Oh, yeah, so, so, so good. No, uh, this has been an absolute blast, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, no, thank thank you. you for having us. Yeah, this is super fun. And we got to have you back again at some point. And uh, I'm looking forward to just seeing you guys just keep keep creating, keep being yourselves. It's it's so inspiring you, to friend. see. I love watching your guys' journey. I love following oh. I highly recommend anyone listening to make sure you follow both of you on Instagram. Let's let's get your Instagram uh, handles right now. Sure, I'm Ms. Bethany Watson, and I'm at Dennis Callow on everything. Yeah, yeah. we got to get and- Bethany's numbers up, you guys. She's kind of lacking in the the follow <laughs> count right now. So please, please go and please support help. support Bethany. <laughs> well, you know, one thing though that we will say is that we do love our horror people yeah. and we don't we don't think we have enough horror people that that follow us and that's who we i yeah. mean we love who follows who follows absolutely. now absolutely but i will say every time i post something especially witchy or gothy i lose like a thousand <laughs> followers so. <laughs> so please come support us <laughs> and 
Mitch. Safe travels, by the way. Yeah. And I hope you. we all get to work together someday. I really yeah. hope we get to work together yeah. in some capacity or end up in another festival together, which we probably yeah. will, and actually get to meet in person. But yeah, I'm excited for that. That day will happen. It will come. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I can't wait. I'm so happy to hear you guys are working on a feature. And after seeing your seeing what you did with doors and lonely hearts it's like you guys got you got the goods to pull it off on a a shoestring it's not easy but uh yeah well we thought about that and we're working with a wonderful writer because i didn't want to write my first feature i actually prefer to work with writers yeah um we have we have a great writer his name is will uh, Will Rogers. Will Rogers. I always, why I always forget his last Not name. Not the cowboy. Not the cowboy. Will Rogers. He has a podcast called Guide to the Unknown. He is an amazing writer. We had an idea. We told it to him. We said, can you write this? And he said, yes. And yeah. he came, we have, we're, we're at the midst of two really fantastic first acts, yeah. uh, first and second act. And we're ready. Yep. And we are going to finish the script and hopefully get it into production soon. Yeah. So we're very yeah. excited. It's lean though. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's lean, lean, but I'm training for this movie. Yeah, Bethany's yeah. training. Like I'm doing like push-ups for We're it, watching so. a lot of a lot of stuff like Ripley. We're yep. watching a yes. lot of love yeah. to hear. we will say I will say this. The feature is going to be fun because it takes our love of gaming and horror and puts them into one thing. Yeah. And we're excited about it and uh you know, we 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 hope it will come to life soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, it will. You guys are always, you're always busy. You're always keeping at it. And it's really inspiring <laughs> to see. So uh, congratulations on everything that you've achieved this year. Uh, once again, you can follow the, check out Dennis's YouTube channel, uh, which is, you just search up Dennis Callow, I'm sure mm-hmm. on YouTube and yep. that'll pop up. It'll also be in our show notes and uh, keep an eye out for Doors, which plays Ethereal Film Festival next. That's super exciting. And uh, yeah, Twitch Thursday, Thursday nights, you said Thursday Tuesdays, nights. Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And and uh, uh, Thursdays when Bethy and I play together. Yep. That's 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, we're doing Little Nightmares, the one and two right yeah. now, which we love. So creepy. Great, yeah. great game. Random people hanging from the ceiling as you're yeah. playing this video game. It's the so last good. thing that we got up to was the, the, the cook and he itches his face and it's a ma- it's a mask of skin and uh, and he's itching under it's it and we were like awful. fuck me man yeah. <laughs> you know there's no jump scares but it's fucking psychologically so fucked man it's yeah. so good so join yeah. us <laughs> absolutely that's awesome all right well thanks thanks again you thanks, guys for Mitch. joining and uh thank you all for listening to another episode of the terror table we'll see you next time